Welcome to Mad Lit Musings, a podcast with Jamie Jo Wright, where we go deeper and ask the tough and dangerous questions. Today's episode is sponsored by Ravel and Bethany House Publishers, which are divisions of Baker Publishing Group. Find out more at bakerpublishinggroup.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Madlet Musings. Today we have with us Suzanne Woods Fisher. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Jamie Jo. This is nice. I'm I have a chance to meet you, and it's this is really a treat for me. Yeah, I'm so glad to have you here. And um, yeah, we've never actually met in person or online, so this is our first chat. Mm-hmm. So we get to dive in and talk books and faith today, and I'm really excited about that. So um, you have a new women's fiction. I do. And it's a gorgeous cover with ice cream on the front. Yes. (laughs) Sweet life. And it it is all about ice cream, which is kind of fun because it's great field work to do, to research for the book. I was going to say that's got to be some tough research. (laughs) (laughs) Next time, next time, make sure you bring me along. I'll help. I know. (laughs) Pod and ice cream. It doesn't get better than that, except for maybe if it was a perfect summer day. Oh, well, yeah, that would be great. Mm, that sounds wonderful. So tell us a little bit more about this because Cape Cod ice cream, you've already got me hooked. Yeah. So what's the story about? Well, the story is set in Cape Cod and it on in Chatham, which is the elbow. And it's really one of America's prettiest towns. Mm-hmm. Really beautiful. Everybody should put it on their bucket list. And it's a story about a mom and a daughter, a young adult daughter, And they are both at a point where they kind of have had some uh, unexpected situations. Mainly, I'll I'll talk about the daughter, and that is that she was a few weeks away from her wedding, and her fiancé came to her and said, I think we need to stop. And he said, "I, I don't think I love you the way I should, which devastated her. But I do want to stress, he's not a bad guy. He even said, look, go on the honeymoon take whomever you want. It's on me. So she decided to take her mother on this roomless honeymoon. And she and her mother, Dawn, and the mother's name is Marnie. And I don't think I ever do as confusing a name because every time the edits came back, it was Marina or (laughs) so I I goofed on that, but she is a Marnie type because she's just out of the box. She's a total hippie. This is the mom, you know, free spirit, spontaneous, whereas her daughter is a CPA. She adores spontaneity as long as it's carefully planned. (laughs) And so the two of them collide in so many ways. They're on Cape Cod having this groomless honeymoon. Dawn hits the beach just trying to nurse her broken heart. Marnie goes walking through the town, which again, if you go there, you got to walk because it's just so lovely. Yeah. Comes across this rundown old ice cream shop, true to her nature, sees the for sale sign, puts a low ball offer in, somehow it's accepted and they are suddenly owners of an ice cream shop on Cape Cod. So that's the premise of the book. I love it. And I love the concept of the mother-daughter relationship. It's one that's just, it's explored in fiction, but I don't think you can ever explore it enough. I agree. I think it's a, it's the most, one of the most important relationships in a woman's life. Yes. To finish. Absolutely. Absolutely can be so complicated. I have a friend whose mother just died suddenly. And my friend has, was just, she's just still reeling. And this was the first Mother's Day without her. And it was 
hard. And part of what she's struggling with is that she felt so unfinished that she felt like they were, she, she's carrying a lot of guilt with her. And I, I told her, I, I think you had a complicated relationship with your mother. So I think grief is going to be complicated too. It just has a lot going on. And yet it is so important to keep trying. And these two, Marnie and Dawn, keep trying and keep trying, keep trying, which is good. <laughs> well, and that is good. And I think you're right. So grief is not a easy thing to navigate through by any means. Um, but then when it's your mother, it's definitely different. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother passed away last year. So I've oh, walked okay. through some of that journey myself. And, and I love books now about mothers and daughters. It's just, it's just neat to revisit those. So I'm glad you can, you can go towards that because I think, I think it, at times you just need to step away. It's too right. painful. It's hard mm-hmm. to lose a mom. And this was your first mother's day too, maybe yes. without her. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Well, you know what? Mother's day becomes special in an eternal sort of perspective. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's not over. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So what made you, cause you've written different genres before, correct? Mm-hmm. So you've done some Amish fiction and then I know you've gotten a novel set in Kentucky and Maine and all these different places. So tell us why you've moved into the women's contemporary area. I'm just curious. Well, the door opened for me to write Amish fiction okay. and my grandfather was raised plain. I have a connection to the plain people that is very sincere and I've written nonfiction about them as well as fiction. And I really do admire them in so many ways, 400 years holding strong to their beliefs and traditions. And I like to write beyond the bonnets and buggies and beards to what really makes them different. Well, with that, I also feel though that I'm not just a one note writer. I feel like I love, I mean, I think most writers are terribly curious people. And so there have been times when some historical fiction, for example, especially stories that have not been told about women who somehow turn the world upside down in the most unlikely way, in despite all the pressures against them. And that's, a, for example, that's the story of Moonlight School, which mm-hmm. is a story set in Kentucky about a woman who really started the whole idea of night school with these moonlit nights. And um, that, for example, I just pitched it to my editor and she was sold on it too. And so that's how historical fiction comes into my life. Mm-hmm. Contemporary fiction was more my editor's idea. She really wanted me to start taking a little bit of how I write about the Amish, which is community mm-hmm. and sort of quirky characters and people who hang in there with each other and take it to contemporary fiction. Mm-hmm. So the stories that are set in Maine, I mean, you can't get a, a smaller, quirkier community than an island off an island in Maine. You know? <laughs> Very <laughs> <Yes>. true. <laughs> but then this too, Chatham, in some ways, it's a very, it's quite a tourist destination. What I love about Cape Cod is it, it's so accessible for people on the East Coast. It's, yeah. it's their beach. It's their place. Yeah. Chatham, yes, the population just triples, quadruples in the summer. But the rest of the year, local residents, and it quiets down significantly. In fact, that's one of the things in book two that I just turned in, yet to be named, where they've they've weathered now this ice cream shop through the season. They've even managed the fall. And then Christmas comes, and the, the town is deserted because everyone's yeah. up to food. <laughs> <laughs> and ice cream is not necessarily in high demand at Christmas, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, not as much. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love that so much. And community is so important. And I also know 
that you like to bring a strong element of faith into your stories and that that's really important. I wanted to talk to you about the concept of bringing faith into fiction without that brow beating over the head of readers, but let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, let's explore that a little bit more, if that's all right. Perfect. Are you enjoying today's broadcast with our featured author? You can find out more about them and other authors from Baker Publishing Group at bakerbookhouse.com. Use code MADLIT40 for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title at bakerbookhouse.com. This also includes Ravel and Bethany House Publishing. Go over fast. It's MADLIT40. That's your magic code for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title. All right. We are back with Suzanne Woods Fisher, and we're talking about her release, The Sweet Life, which is women's fiction set in Chatham. Is that what you said it was called? The small town in Chatham? And all right. Sounds great. And so we've been talking about community and relationships, mothers and daughters and such, but let's talk about faith now. Um, I know faith for me is really important in my writing and, um, it's important in my life. So it's always tricky to communicate with readers though, because you get readers from all different types of backgrounds reading your book. So tell me a little bit about what you think about faith and infusing that into your stories. I think it's a, a challenging thing to not make assumptions, either assumptions about what people believe or the language that maybe would turn people off because I really want a book of mine to be an invitation where people just invite God into the conversation of their life. Yeah. When I write about the Amish, it's a little easier to come with an assumption of faith because people, generally the readers of Amish fiction are a pretty, pretty loyal to the genre, loyal to the, um, what they're looking for, clean read, that kind of thing. The contemporary fiction, I find it a more challenging in a good way to write because I'm also trying to write of how contemporary the millennial generation, how they are coming into churches, their sense of challenge to the established traditions mm -hmm. and, and not, and I want to keep readers reading. I don't want them to think there is one way to look at this. So for example, in the sweet life, I have Marnie has a deeper faith. Okay. Her daughter Dawn has kind of, a, what do we call it? Um, it's sort of in, it's dormant. It's just dormant. Doesn't mean it's not there, but there, it hasn't been brought out. It's not brought to life. And one of the things that happens in this book, and this is where I mentioned that the groom is not, he's not a bad guy. He, he's just trying to do the right thing, but he and Dawn really aren't finished with each other. And there's still some things they need to work out. And one of the things is he's come to the realization that faith is like get, drawing close to a fire and you have to grow. You have to, you know, to get warm, you have to draw in. You can't just keep stepping further and further away. It just gets cold. So that's a, a lot of, that's a, that gentle sense of just the invitation, Jamie Jo, is kind of what I try to bring versus a lot of a lot of um, Bible verses, a lot of, you know, I call it whacking people in the head with the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> that as much. Yeah. Well, and I love that because 
you know, there's different sides to Christ and there's different sides to faith, but that gentle, soft faith that comes with just experiencing God in our everyday lives and an everyday presence is, is so critical to me. And as a reader, I like to read it that way too. Mm -hmm. And just welcome people into it. Yeah. Yeah. Let the Holy Spirit take over from there. I had, I was just looking at some reviews because I needed some, like pull some clips and one woman who was interesting said, and this book does not have a lot of Christian things on it, which is good. And then this other reviewer said, oh, and there's so much deep Christian, you know, and I thought it's so much of what you come to, you find what you focus on. So yeah, it's what you bring to the table when you're going to read. I've found the same with some of my reviews. I've had some that have been critical because I've not been super um, evangelical in my approach and my stories. And then I've had some that are, um, oh my goodness, these are, like you said, these are, are deep. And then I've had some that are like, I'm not sure where she's going with this, or I'm not even sure what her faith background is. And so (laughs) you cover it all. (laughs) I'm like, I guess I cover everything, (laughs) but, um, it is, it is neat. And, um, did you always write Christian fiction and want to write Christian fiction or. Yeah. I used to be a magazine writer for years and years. I have four kids and I wrote while the kids were little, we were transferred all over. My husband's a corporate guy. And so we were even transferred overseas to Hong Kong and oh, lived wow. there for four years and okay. wrote from there. So I did nonfiction magazine articles, which I think really gave me a foundation for research and credible writing and digging and cold calling and, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of thing. And then fiction that kind of opened up for me on just like, I thought, okay, let me try it. And it was a little later in life. It was my late forties, which I actually think is so awesome. I really like to encourage people to, to not feel an urgency with this because it, there's a lot of time ahead in your life and a lot of seasons that'll be a little quieter. You're never going to get back time with the kids ever. And when you write, you are saying no to quite a lot of things in life. You really do. And there's time for that. But I think you have something more to say. The older you get, you have a little more perspective and a little more battle scars and seasoning. And so I like writing Christian fiction versus some of my friends have gone to the ABA, the American Booksellers Association, which would be the non-Christian side, CBAs, Christian booksellers. And I think when I read books in the ABA, there is beautiful writing and there's wonderful stories, but they're mostly the underbelly. They're Mm -hmm. mostly leaving you without hope. And I just, I mean, not necessarily romances and all, but I just love that we can write in a way that brings people a lasting hope and a lasting sense of, of a a God who cares deeply for them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, do you enjoy hearing from your readers and hearing their stories of how your books touched them? (laughs) I love my readers so much. They're They're just so, a lot of them have become friends and which is kind of funny people I never would have met. And they have been very loyal and caring. And, and I actually, Jamie, do I have to be honest? I could probably write even on my newsletters more about my family life. Cause I have a huge family sure. and there's so much grit for the oyster, but I also have a respect for every family member to not be over publicizing their life and mm-hmm. not. And so with that, I still share as much as I can, you know, personally, yeah. mostly through my newsletters, but 
I, I just am really careful about not having pictures of grandchildren. That's not fair to them. Right. They need their own privacy in their own life. Right. And I never close without asking first and that kind of thing. But yeah. yeah. Well, and in the world of social media and internet, it's always a little bit of a curious place to navigate. So, <laughs> but this has been really fun getting to know you and then also talking about faith. I love, you know, like you said, you like that gentle, quiet faith and those moments of, of peace and hope at the end of a story that can point a reader's eyes toward the Lord and toward something substantial that can carry them. So mm-hmm. I love life that. Life can be yes. hard and you need more than a, a good book. <laughs> yes. Yes. So you kind of have a great combination of really good stories, fun characters and faith, which you can't in my book get any better. Thank you. That was a pun. <laughs> <laughs> So if readers are like me and they want to follow you or follow your journey, follow your books, et cetera, how do they find out about you? Go to my website, www.suzannewoodsfisher.com, just like it sounds. Mm -hmm. And there's contact information there. There's sign up for my newsletter. And I try to have a lot of good stuff coming through my newsletters so that people feel appreciated and and then I do hang out on Instagram, probably more Instagram than Facebook lately, because Mm -hmm. it's just supposed to be instant it's quicker easier (laughs) a little bit less complex yes sounds great well thank you so much for being with us today and for those who are listening be sure you take advantage of that code that was played in the middle of our podcast and get your 40 percent off of the sweet life by suzanne woods fisher from baker bookhouse bakerbookhouse.com it's a great place to shop i do there all the time i do there all the time (laughs) i know it's great and don't you love how when you get their books they're all like hand wrapped in paper I'm like such care. I'm very impressed with them. Yeah. In this world, they are holding their own and they're doing it. Yes, they are. All right. Thank you so much, Suzanne, for being with us today. And you have a wonderful week. Privilege. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Madlit Musings. You can find out more information about Madlit and all that it has to offer at madlitmentoring.com. That's madlitmentoring.com. Or check out more about Jamie Jo Wright at jamiewrightbooks.com.